on smoke. Remember that thing? Yeah. On top of old smoke, huh? All right, big fans. From Greenville, South Carolina's Memorial Auditorium, welcome to another action-packed, exciting hour of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Wrestling the way it used to be and the way you like it. Hey out there, and welcome to another episode of On Top of Old Smokey, the podcast that follows Smoky Mountain Wrestling from its humble beginnings to its eventual demise. I am your host and good friend, Lukey, and I am here with my co-host, the Sultan of Storytelling, the historian of Hardway, Mr. Alex Khalil. How you doing, Daddy? I am very well, sir. And you, Luke, you are a good friend. You're, you're my good friend, and you, and you are the people's good friend. That's right. I'm, I'm everyone's friend. I'm not their friends. I'm the enemy. I, 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 I tell it like it is, and whether you like me or not. I know. they don't. People that are listening don't realize how much I have to edit this to make it sound like you're not a complete asshole. Oh, yeah, no. We have, we have to cut whole segments out. Uh, just, a, just a quick note to the, uh, the, to the, to the viewers, listeners. Listeners, I guess? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, listeners. they're not watching us. Thank God. Uh, might be a little bit of background noise. Got a little uh, housework going on at the, at the, the Castle Khalil, you know, trademarked. Not not copying cornet at all. Nope. You know, not copying at all. So uh, we apologize in advance, but we are back with another fantastic episode of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode five. And uh, I, I always like the number five. What about you? I'm a big fan of the number okay. five. I always wanted it as my number, but I was a big fat guy, so they always gave me bigger numbers. Yeah, I got, I got like in the thirties or some shit like that. Okay. Yeah. Well. Skinny bastards don't deserve it. Yeah. What? Yeah, let's not get into that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Already off the rails. Let's bring it back. We are in Knoxville, Tennessee at the Civic Coliseum Studio. Luke, what is the attendance? The attendance, I'm going to say 97. 250 did not look like that many people. No, it looked like they were in a racquetball court. It looked tiny. It looked very, very tiny. But yeah, apparently 250 people. Wow. Yeah. They must have been off screen. Must have been. Like, God dang. This is airing on February 29th, 1992. Luke, do you know what other wrestling promotion was having a show this very night? No. I mean, it's got to be one of the big three. Two. There's only two at the time. Two at the time, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was WCW Super Brawl 2 on this night. The opener of the match, which was very exciting, uh, Flying Brian Pillman beating Jushin Liger for the WCW Light Heavyweight Championship. Wasn't even the Cruiserweight yet. Interesting. Beautiful. And in the main event was uh, champion Lex Luger dropping the belt to Sting. Ooh, yeah. scandalous. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah, this was, this was shortly after uh, Flair had left WCW, and like so they had given the belt to Luger, and then Sting dropped the belt, which, yeah. And then they had the, that was the belt that looked like that Ass. was that. That was the bad one. Yeah. That like Vader then got, and then eventually they retired when Flair came back with the big gold belt. Gotcha. Like well, I, I, I don't. I, were you watching WCW at the time? I was not. Okay. Well, anyway, I was like two. Well, so was I. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to the host for tonight. We got Bob Cottle and Dirty Dutchman with his uh, bodyguard Carl Styles or Style. I, keep, I, I think I, it is Styles. Is it Styles? Okay, yeah. I think it was Style. Okay, whatever. Carl. He's with Carl. Big Carl. Uh, Dutch what runs down the show for us real quick. And uh, hey, look, what does what does Dutch say? Dutch says, "I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dutch was hamming it up big time during this this open. Uh, he also mentioned that he is going to wrestle. That he is excited about wrestling, which instantly my angle arm went off like i'm like okay something's gonna happen why is this heel so excited to wrestle yeah Yeah, you know something like fishy fishy. yeah we go to the ring barry horowitz is in the ring i love seeing barry horowitz i legitimately pop every time he gets put on screen he's one of the highlights of every week he's amazing And, and he and just the patting himself on the back is amazing with the fucking handprint i love that why has no one brought that back and stolen that especially with all like you could see some carny on the indies using this gimmick and getting massive boos for it. It's brilliant. It's, and it's simple. All right. He is facing 
TNT Dynamite <laughs> Nitro Danny Davis. Good God, this guy is straight out of the 90s. Blistering blonde mullet wearing what looked like Zumba pants. Purple. Bright purple. Yes, with tropical print. Yeah. Also, he is hailing from the good old US of A. Like, yeah, most of the guys on the fucking roster are from the US of A. <laughs> like, what part of the yeah. USA? <laughs> God. Okay, I need to go on a quick little rant here. What the fuck was with baby faces in the early 90s? They sucked. They were constantly just bland, boring, usually blondes that were just happy to be there and just, I'm going to fight hard and I'm extreme and look how colorful I am. They were fucking horrible. Like, late 80s had some great baby faces because you get like the last dying days of like the territory style baby faces. And then the late 90s, you got the Attitude Era stuff with, like, you know, the cool, edgy favorites. In between those two, from, like, 1990 to, like, 95, was shit baby faces. It was bad. But I think it, it, it was almost like the small-town good boy. Be a small-town good boy. Like, it was almost like the image that they were trying to push was, like, to be a good old American boy, you know? It's fucking lame. It, and this is why it did not succeed yeah. in the 90s. It like, it, yeah, just, so, right off the bat, I'm looking at this guy like, boy, what a dork this dude is. Uh, we, well, the match gets started, and right smack dab on the hard cam, Granny Gollum. Boom. Like, <laughs> I guarantee you, they had to have given that woman a ticket, front row. There is no way they didn't know what they were doing, putting that woman front and center. You know, I've looked at this woman, and I keep thinking to myself, is this the woman that was front row that almost hit Hulk Hogan? It looks a lot like her. It really does. It does. I do not know. I'm going to have to do some research, because I, I feel like I heard Cornette talk about this old woman one time. I'm going to have to do some research, but like, I will come back with research on Granny yes. Gallant if I find anything. Thank you. But she is right on hard cam, and she is just raring to go for some wrestling. Get some really nice mat wrestling right off the bat from these guys. Like, these guys clearly know what they're doing. <laughs> Granny tries to rally the crowd, to, like, standing up in the hard game, like, come on, boy! <laughs> Just, like, she is she is the biggest pep rally person ever. She loves wrestling so she much. And I can appreciate it. that. But I'm pretty sure she was a smoker because that, Oh, she was. That <laughs> voice! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Barry Orvis takes over. Great heel stuff from him. Uh, okay, weird spot here where Barry goes to the top rope, pulls the knee pad down, and does what looks like a leg drop, but Bob Caldwell calls it an elbow drop. Like, what? Okay, okay. First of all, like if you're doing an elbow drop, why would you take your knee pad down? No, I think this was Bob just making a mistake because okay. it very clearly was gonna be a leg drop. Yeah, because he landed right on his ass, and he was selling his ass afterwards. Right. Okay. Uh, they do a, some more rant, fancy wrestling, and uh, Danny Davis ends up reversing a small package to uh, roll up uh, Barry and get the win. Barry immediately gets up and like thinks he won, so like Barry's an idiot now because he doesn't realize his shoulders were pinned. I hate this spot in wrestling. I really do. I, the thing is, is I've seen it pulled off where, but the the small package has to be tight. Tight. This one was not tight. No, no. But uh, I don't know. I think you were a little nice uh, during this match because Danny Davis the the guy did nothing for me he, he wrestles like he is training drills which would make sense because he would go on to be a big teacher in OVW all every move he did started with an Irish whip it it wasn't for me okay and also another thing about the Horowitz jumping off the top rope brilliant stuff pats himself on the back then misses the leg drop <laughs> That is great. It's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, I, I was not blown away by Danny Davis. I was just I was impressed with just how good everything. It looked good though. It was good wrestling. It was not sloppy or boring. It, you know, they kept the energy up pretty well. Very basic and very safe though. I will say that. True. At one point, Bob says about Danny, "He'll burst all over you in a small package." <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, sir. Yeah. Also, like like. like that just kind of buries Danny Davis as like a tiny guy, like you know, like oh he'll burst over. He's a small package of nitro. It's like like it kind of buries him, right? Because like he's not like a he's not a tiny dude, but like 
He's short, but I don't know. I, it kind of buries him a little bit, I feel like. Doesn't it? I don't know. He, I just, you couldn't do much to get him over with me. I didn't like him. He hits a, a arm drag or something and runs out of moves. I was like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Not, is it as bad as a Caleb Conley at that one show? <laughs> no, but I do uh, like Caleb now, so okay, I... Okay. <laughs> I don't want to bury him on the podcast. It's not about him at all. I know, but it's, you know, it's, just, it's just one of my favorite moments of a live wrestling with you. Uh, we go to the back with uh, Jimmy Golden. Uh, he cuts a promo about his opponent tonight, Robert Gibson. Talks about, uh, call, like, Robert Gibson calls himself Rock and Roll Express. N- no, Jimmy, that's the name of the tag team that he's a part of. Like, am I the, like, what the fuck? Did he just mess up the promo? Because he calls himself Rock and Roll, Robert Gibson, not... Rock and Roll Express, Robert Gibson. I I think this is the second time that this has happened. Where they're just like, let's just call him Rock and Roll Express, Gibson. Like nobody knows what to call. Exactly, and it's like and it's like you know, and Jimmy acts like he doesn't know what Rock and Roll Express is. Like motherfucker, I guarantee you, you've had a match against the Rock and Roll Express somewhere. So, and also his promo man is so monotone. It sounded like I swear it sounded like Mance Warner on Ambien for a guy called Jimmy Golden. You figure this guy would be like just oozing charisma or something like that. No, he is just he's just a down old hillbilly who just talks and it's just boring. It's weird. The only thing that is golden about him is his robe. Yeah, I, I do That's like the it. robe. It's a nice robe. It is. Oh, and also he, he I, I also have another compliment for Jimmy Golden later tonight. Uh, we go back over the closing moments of last week. Nothing really to talk about there. They literally show the entire thing. I really don't like this. It feels lazy because. You're just re-airing television from last week with no new commentary, no new insight. It's literally just a replay. It's very lazy, I feel like. It's bad. It's really... And this was especially bad because they showed the end of the match, then they went back to the commentary booth and pitched it back to the rest of the clip from last week. And the, the, the second clip they showed was... The halfway point from the first one. So they should have just played it all the way through and spare us something, man. It's just annoying. We go to the Fantastics. They're cutting a promo. They promise they're going to find a sixth man when they return from Japan, and they're going to come after the Russians and Jimmy Golden. This was fine. It's another Fantastic promo. They're, they still don't scream, like, yeah, I'm going to support these guys. They just, just come across bland. And Bobby's like... He doesn't want to come out here and cry about stuff, and then he proceeds to cry about it for like two minutes. <laughs> I, I love when baby faces do that. Like, I'm not one to complain, but let me tell you something. You know, yeah, it's like it's like you're complaining, right? Like that's that's complaining. You yeah. know, like, what the fuck do you think? Also, he mentions his commitments in Japan. What yeah. is happening? What, do we need to? I need to like track down all these Japanese matches because uh, apparently, like guys in Tennessee are going to Japan all the fucking time right now. It's so bizarre to hear that. It's so weird. And they say it like just as a casual. Right. Well, you know, maybe this was back in the day when like everyone was getting booked in Japan. Like you want to talk about like, you know, back in the day, like nowadays, like how everyone gets to go to Japan. Like, no, motherfucker. Everyone was going to Japan now. When Tim Horner and uh, uh, what was the guy last week? Uh, Jer- or Hotshot, whatever the fuck his name was. Oh, yeah. Jumping Joey. Jumping Joey. Thank you. Yes. When he like those guys are going to Japan, you know, the standards are low. Uh, we, we, we come back to the front desk with substitute teacher Bob Armstrong just looking particularly teacher-like today. Very much so. Okay. Uh, Bob goes over, the bra- talks about the brawl, and he mentioned that everyone involved in it was fined $500. Reasonable. I liked that, actually. Made sense. You know, everyone involved, the baby faces, heels, everyone gets fined. Okay. Was Bob reading a script? Because he kept looking down at, like, a, a piece of paper he was holding. Now... Kayfabe could be like, oh, this is his, the, the, you know, just like the a legal document about the fine or whatever, but like, it's a, he's literally reading a script, right? It looked, I don't know, it, it did look like he was reading it, but I think that they were trying to say that it was either like, he was reading the rule, or it was like some sort of a document, yeah. that, a legal document, but yeah, the way that he, he needed to look at the camera more, because it did look like he was or like, like, reading if, if it. Or if it's going to be like a documentation about like, oh, this is a this is an officially submitted from Smoky Mountain Wrestling, that they're being fine, like, show it to the camera and kind of like acknowledge that what it is, instead of just looking down and not playing off it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You gotta, you yeah. gotta, if you're going to do it, acknowledge it. Right, yeah, it just kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah, it really did. And especially, like, I, Bob does not need a script. Like, no. he's, a, he's old school. He doesn't need to 
be memorizing just shit. Just riff on us, Bob. Yeah, exactly. Also, the tie and the short sleeve button up. <sighs> just and the Jesus. glasses. The glasses. I mean, I can't begrudge the man for needing glasses, okay? They're Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> I know. You can fucking look into space with those things. I don't know what his insurance looks like in 91. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but can, can you make the guy not look like so much of a dork? Like, I'm sorry. Like, this is supposed to be, like, a, a tough guy, but he looks like a fucking dork. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess it makes sense for all the baby faces look like dorks. It's true. Uh, before Bob uh, takes off, he mentions t- TikTok for Dutch about um, basically saying that Brian Lee cannot touch Dutch while he's at the commentary station, but the second Dutch gets in that ring, you're on your own. I loved it. That was fantastic. That was the great. And Bob was like stern about yes. it too. Like but it, 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 the kayfabe makes it like because like you're like if Brian Lee really hates this dirty Dutchman so much, why doesn't he just come out when he's calling a match and just punch him in the face? Now you know why. Like this was excellent. This was very very smart stuff, and I love the part of like the second you get in that ring, Dutch, you're on your own. It's like that's great. I love it. Yes, makes the the ring is a hostile environment. Basically. Exactly, and and like I, and respecting the integrity of the commentary station. Exactly. Speaking of which, did you see the painting? No, I forgot to look at the ah. painting again. God. You gotta remind me before I watch the next episode. Alright. Alright, we go to some commercials and we get a bunch of video packages hyping house shows. Which, they, okay, kind of spoilerish for future angles because they mentioned Tim Horder and Bob Armstrong taking on Stan Lane and Cornette in a special mixed tag match. Um, the Dirty White Boy versus Brian Lee. Luke! Your future boy, the dirty white boy, is the coming. Dirty white boy. Uh, we'll see <laughs> oh, about yeah. that. You have thoughts about the dirty white boy? Yeah, but I don't. I don't want to. I I'm gonna give him a fresh chance. Okay. Give him fresh eyes. Okay. And uh, also on the card is the Fantastics taking on Jimmy Gold and Bob Holly. It's like okay, this is kind of cool. Like hyping up and like again, this is the days when it's a territory. House shows are where you make your money. Like you don't make your money on television. It's 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 all about the house shows. So. True. And then. Um, they hype up another uh, house show with the first rounds of the tag tournament and seven buck tickets. That was very nice. I would go to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they hype up. They keep talking about like the Midnight Express, like Midnight Express Stan Lane. It's like, are they allowed to do that? Because like Midnight Express were in WCW. I guess the team split, but like, did anyone own like the trademark to WCW? I'm sure it was them. I th- I'm sure the Midnight Express. I, think, I, I think it's like to just to glean a little bit okay. of that heat for for Stan. But uh, one, more, one more thing before oh, I let you. This is, this is, I think this is important. We go to another video package about having you know Smokey Mountain come to your town, and I just noticed this is the same fucking video package for all four commercials. <laughs> I was about ready to lose it. I was so okay. I even just listening to you read it back, I'm like boiling. You have got to be four of the exact same commercial, and if you don't live in Turdstown, Tennessee, it doesn't mean anything to you. I was like, please. Literally the same video package we've been seeing for weeks, and they air four of them in the same show. At the, on the same ad break. Yeah, I, again, like the, we're watching this on YouTube, so I don't know if they space it out or whatever. And like they just like the person it doesn't look up, like it. Uploads it up, you know, but whatever, but like, yeah. What the fuck? Like you cannot Tell me that, like, th- there's no one that can add more highlights to this their video package. You can't mix it up a little bit. You can't make two of them. Or least. you couldn't just say, hey, we got three fucking shows coming up. <laughs> no, Here's <laughs> our one commercial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It gets better. To be continued. <laughs> we come back with Mr. Wright in the back sitting in his wheelchair. He's got a letter from a lovely fan who sends him $5. <laughs> Hoping that it could help and encourage other children and fans to send him money. And they, they mentioned that the, the letter mentioned that the fan hopes that he finds a good Christian wrestler. <laughs> this was amazing. I popped. I love this. Ron Wright is fantastic. He might be the best thing going. He might be. I, I really hope he wrestles at some point. I don't know for sure, but I really hope I'll he just wrestles. Just take a bump, you know? Yes. <laughs> Ron, like, yeah. Him playing the crippled old man is fantastic. And he's got such a meager voice. Just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm a legend. <laughs> uh, I'm just so 
sorry, Mr. Wright, for all those people that did those horrible things to you over the years. Like, what an asshole. <laughs> the five dollars. That's oh, amazing. Brilliant. Two more bucks you can get that spoken about wrestling house show ticket. There it is. <laughs> Uh, we go to the ring with Tommy Angels waiting for his opponent, and out comes Bob Holly. Hollywood. Bob Holly. With uh, the music from Fame. Okay. He's got the punk. <laughs> Gotta have the punk. Man, he, are you kidding me? What? This gimmick does not go with this music at all. Like, it's this is fa- Scorpio. It's, it's Fame. This it's, is like too cold Scorpio music. I will like, say right now, though, if <laughs> I'm, I'm just wasn't because you singing that song. It's not the right song. Even. <laughs> it sounded, dude. That that is the song that comes to mind as soon as I hear that. I'm like, this okay. sounds. But like, if he comes out to that music, he needs to be doing like a little bit of a strut. He's just walking out like, oh, just another day of the job. There's like, nothing Hollywood. No, exactly. Exactly. Right, right. The back, I'm like, like, and like, and like, you know, like waits for like the fame, and like he does, he just takes the robe off. Like, no, like make a big show of it. Like, you know, you're. The, the unve- like when Val Venus did the towel gimmick in the 90s you know make a big show of you taking the robe off and showing off your muscles and shit like be Hollywood come on Bob I was not in, I was just not impressed because he pops the dog off yeah and then he does I'm like okay is he gonna flex or something grabs the rope stretches his arm this is regular old Bob Holly yeah, this is just Bob this is spark plug the best thing is like this is the point I realized like Oh, they called him Hollywood because his name's Holly. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly. it. That's gotta be it. That's gotta be it. There's nothing Hollywood about this guy. Doesn't even, like they mentioned like, oh, Hollywood good looks. Not really. And did you notice him do his baby like, woo? <laughs> I, got, I got notes about Like, match starts and this is like hip toss is like a nice woo. It's like, I kind of liked it because it just, it was like every time he did like a, a successful hip toss, he just like gives a little woo to the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Was, they're so little though. It was great. I loved it. I thought it was really funny. But yeah, Bob needs to be watching some Ric Flair tapes. Like he's gonna be Hollywood Bob Holly. Because like Ric Flair is like that's a, that's what you should be trying to go for. Yeah, just be a little bit more over the top. Right. Uh, Angel hits a great drop kick on Bob Holly to the floor. Sends him to, yeah through the ropes. Yeah, looks yes. right. And all of a sudden, Mister Wright's out. Shame on them that we did not get a camera angle of Mister Wright wheeling his way out. Missed opportunity. That's a minus a star right there. Yes. Get him every time. Every time. Uh, I noticed that he had a nice cozy afghan on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it gets very cold in, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Pretty, there's a, is there a draft in here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bob Holly uses a bear hug at one point. Okay. Is Tommy Angels not bigger than Bob Holly? I think he's bigger. I think he, Holly's a little more, like, toned and muscular. Uh, okay. But, but Angels looks bigger. Yeah, he's so here. Bob should not be using a fucking bear hug on anyone that looks remotely close to the same size. That infuriated me. <laughs> it, it just looks bad. It, it looks stupid. And, and the thing is that that leads me to my next note was like, these guys look very similar, which is something that is con- I'm noticing a lot, and something that Jim complains about ad nauseum about. Yeah, like these companies that they have too many guys that are. Interchangeable. Yeah, and this is exactly what you could you could put Tommy Angel. Hell, Tommy Angel sounds like a better name for a Hollywood guy than Bob Holly. It does, yeah. I mean, I, from I, the city of the angels. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So yeah, that that infuriates. If you are the like noticeably about the same size and height as your opponent, you should not be using a bear hug ever. You need to be like at least six inches and like a hundred pounds on the guy if you're using a bear hug. <laughs> it just it infuriates. That that really bugged me. Uh, nice big boot from Holly, though. I will say that much. Uh, eventually, uh, Alan. I keep calling to call him Alan Angel for some reason. That's not that's not him. That's no. Tom, Tommy Angel. Eventually takes over, tries to go to the top. Mister Wright holds his foot, <laughs> which I'm like, okay. Tommy Angel is a relatively young man, and this old crippled man is grabbing his foot. Kick the motherfucker in the face! Like, well, the thing is, is like, so Angel's obviously the good guy. So yeah. you're not gonna kick an old man. Who's in a wheelchair. All right. And Ron Wright is also probably not crippled. And he's probably got nice, strong man hands. <laughs> okay. He has man hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But that like that kind of bothered me. It's like, okay, like if, 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 an old, if I'm wrestling a match and some old dude in a wheelchair grabs my foot, I'm kicking you in the face. I don't you're, care who you are. You are not a baby face. Man, woman, child, I will kick you in the face if you touch me. <laughs> Tweener at best. Over Tweener here. at best, yes. <laughs> Like I got the I got the I got the heel beard going on too, you know. So gotta, gotta keep the character strong. 
Uh, Holly suplexes Angel in, uh, and then does a top rope missile dropkick. Looked really nice, but that's three. Like, that's the finish? Really? Like, where's your knee drop, Holly? Yeah, it was weird. I wondered, when I saw it, I wondered, like, I wonder if they're getting away from the knee drop because of his I, knees, I would, or... I would do it because, you know, you do a knee drop every night, you're going to fuck up your knees real fast. It seems like it's a bad idea. Same thing with, like, leg drops, too. Like, you, you don't see guys doing leg drops because, like, you... Oh, your hips. Oof, yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Hogan yeah. ruined his hips sitting down. <laughs> yeah, don't do one, not doing one off the top rope. No. C- could you imagine if Hogan ever did a top rope leg drop? How awesome that would have been. <laughs> like, how he would have just shattered. You know how close that guy would have had to bend to the corner? He'd <laughs> <laughs> just be, like, sitting down. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Holly gets the win, and Mr. Wright just wheels away. We don't see him wheel away, though. Minus another star. Uh, we go to the back with Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. They hype up the title tournament that's starting soon. Pretty good start of a promo from Mr. Wonderful. But then he started rambling a little bit, kind of lost the plot. Uh, brought it back no nicely at the end, though, I will say. Um, but he talks about, like, you know, oh, I, I've won every championship there is to be. Like, well, you didn't win the WWF championship, so. So, that's a lie. <laughs> yeah. <that's>, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they, he talks about wanting his pile driver back. That's, that's, so, it's like, okay, there's a storyline for you. He wants the pile driver back because that's, that's his finishing move, and it's illegal in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Which, right there, I'm thinking, mm, heel. Heel. He's there you heel. go. I yeah. see the same thing. I'm, and it's like, yeah, and again, I go back to my thing of like, your name is Mr. Wonderful. How much of a baby face can you be if you're calling yourself Mr. Wonderful? And also, like, you were famously the foe of Hulk Hogan. That's like, what you're known for. Right. So, for and then for some reason, we go to, we cut to the rules of the Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Like, they go over, like, what a disqualification qualifies as and how you get fined. It's like, wouldn't this be stuff you should cover in episode one, not episode five? Right, and also, why, okay, you're five episodes in, you're dishing this out, like, why aren't you, but there's still constant yeah. interference in all your matches. Address that. Well, who cares about pile drivers, right. you know? You haven't even seen a single one yet, but no. they're illegal. Yeah. But interference, well, that, that really shivers me timbers, so <laughs> I'm going to give you a $500 fine, maybe. Right. Apparently it's not enough, Bob. Uh, up, up, the, up the fine. Uh... We come back to the commentary desk, and and, and the Dutchman's not feeling a little under the weather. You know, he's he's feeling sick. Like he <laughs> Suddenly was, feeling sick. Oh, I love this. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> Dutch acting sick was like, oh, I'm in the sweats. I feel nauseous. I'm about to pass out. <laughs> and just, he's like coughing in a <laughs> disgusting <yeah>. manner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Dutch quickly, uh, like he's like, oh, I just feel nauseous. They, they cut to the back real fast, and we get a Brian Lee promo. Very safe and simple promo from Brian. And, like, good. Get in, get out. You know, like, 15-second promo at most. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we come back, and Dutch is just, he, he can't wrestle. He, can, he can't compete tonight. Carl, go out there and wrestle for me. Go on, Carl. <laughs> like just, I guess you can just substitute in a wrestler willy-nilly. Where is Mr. Armstrong? Right. Why does the commentator get to book matches? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, it's like, like wait. Like, if a wrestler is, in, like, in a UFC fight or in any other wrestling promotion... If a guy's injured and can't compete, does he get to pick his substitution? No, the commissioner does. I would, I would much prefer that they did get to pick. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Carl goes to the ring. He's taking on Reno Rig Riggins. Riggins, what a name! Uh, amazing touch here that when they show like the name for like they show Reno Riggins' name and they go to Carl and introduce him and they still have Dirty Dutch is a title. Right. That was amazing. The K fave is strong with I that. I liked that. That a lot. was A plus. Um Riggins schools Carl early and does and like just go and like Carl goes to the floor. Like so right away the big muscle guy gets shown up by the jobber. Right. And he's already bleeding. Yeah, he was bleeding from the cheek. Like, what the fuck? And I rewound it twice. I never, I couldn't figure it out. Was it on? It almost looked like it was on the tie-up where he might have scratched Maybe. his it, face. It, it, that's, that's what I assumed it was. Um, nice leapfrog into a dropkick by Carl, or by Riggins, sorry. Um, yeah, and then it's just bland match. Carl starts clubbing him with blows, which, like, that right there is a dead giveaway that you don't know what the fuck you're doing in a wrestling ring when you do the clubbing blows. It's, it is never a good sign, but I will say that he started with that, and I was like, uh-oh, 
But then he switched. He goes right into like a shoulder breaker. That was nice. Well, I'm like, okay, maybe uh, that's a pretty safe move. Yep. I mm-hmm. guess they trust him with that. And then he goes out, does a clothesline, and then he does a gut wrench suplex. I was like, holy shit. Ri- one thing to note, like when he whips uh, Riggins into the ropes, Riggins is running full speed into them ropes. Like he, that boy can run. He was out there to impress. Yes, he was. Very shit chin lock. Okay, it's a classic. He's sitting up, and he gets the chin lock underneath him. He's got the knee behind him. The knee was not in the back. Bad form. Like, if you're going to do the, the chin lock, knee has to be in the back of the spine, chin tight, and you pull that some bitch back. <laughs> Come on now. So, bad form on, on Carl there. Uh, misses an elbow drop twice on the guy. Okay. So, again, they're making Carl look stupid. Right, and... This is not an uncommon spot where you missed two, mm-hmm. but the second one he took, he went just as slow. Did the whole wind up? Yeah. He, I mean, look. Obviously, I think that the point of Carl is to make him look like a big dumb <sighs> brute. You know, me smash. You know? Exactly. Yeah, kind of, that would be fine, but like you need to kind of like establish that Dutch is like manipulating him then, and like make you know or something. I, think, I, I feel like it's okay. kind of. Maybe. I feel like that. Uh, power slam for three, and it's just like, well, and I was not impressed. I don't think they did a lot to make Carl like Carl looked pretty good at times, but I don't think they, they, they especially for like how big and bulky this dude looked. I don't think they did a good job highlighting his strengths. Um, I thought that he's actually better than I expected, but also that. I agree with that because why why give Riggins anything? This guy's your brute. Get him in there, like smash him over. Especially because you, you, Reno had an out where like he wasn't expecting to face Carl, and now Carl's in the ring. He's gonna destroy this guy. Right. Like between like this guy and Killer Kyle, like why can't Jim book these big men properly? They're booked like slubs. It's weird. And another gripe about today's wrestling that I hear constantly is, oh, you gave the jobber too much. Well, what is this? Yeah, this is the jobber. The, the opening exchange of the match was the jobber getting the best of the monster, dude. No good. No, no good. But this match actually redeemed itself. Or this segment, I should say. Well, also, highlight of the match, all match was was Dutch on commentary. Like, oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm feeling dizzy. I'm, I'm about to f- pass out. <laughs> it's like he is selling. Like, he's going to the like the grave. <laughs> like, it was amazing. Um, but Brian Lee comes out. And we get a significantly better brawl this week than last week's. Thank you. This looked like two big hosses just teeing off on each other. This looked like a drunken bar, a drunken bar fight. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have a couple? (laughs) Just a few. (laughs) Just for my nerves. But (laughs) they they were going at it and like, and then they quickly, we're going to try to get this under control, go to commercial and, and it's like, Yes. This was how you make this feud work. And this is what... Okay, I want to watch what happens when they come back. And they come back and nothing's going to happen. It's like, damn it. But also, I did like that Lee started his promo by saying he doesn't have a problem with Styles. He thinks that he's being manipulated by Dutch. Boom. Thank you. There you go. Appreciate that. We're already seeing, like, okay, Style might split away from Dutch in the future. Could be. Could be. But like I said, this, this... that uh, between Dutch's commentary, which was great, and Brian Lee and Carl's uh, brawl, they made me more invested in the feud now, because I was like, okay, you got me back after that terrible segment last week. Also, Lee doesn't have a match on this show. No, he doesn't. But he's still in his. Okay, no, hang on. I uh, to defend this, they taped this show and next week's show at the same building. So, you could argue that like he's in the building because he's wrestling on the next show. So, you know, but it's not just that he's in the building; it's that he's walking around in his, you know, his tights, and he's got the chaps, well, and that is amazing. <laughs> you, never, you never know when you're gonna be called into the ring, and you know, it's like like just famous like Teddy Hart. You always wear those knee pads. You never know when you have to double look a guy. He's like, it's like uh, Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> he's like notorious for showing up in locker rooms and walking around naked. Like, Lee just walks around in his chaps. <laughs> There's a lot of guys that did that back in the day. Oh, yeah. No, but Beefer still does it, apparently. Oh, oh really? Uh, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly nudist. <laughs> Hanging and banging. 
We go backstage with Mr. Jim Cornette. He cuts a promo. Uh, talks about how Bob Armstrong wants him to reveal who his tag team is before the tournament. But Jim says, no one will know who my tag team is until the tournament begins. Because if they knew who they were, they wouldn't compete against me. Great promo. Loved it. Simple and sweet. All right. Any, any notes? It's just one of the... It's a clean promo where he just get cuts to this chase. Yes. This is what I want to tell you. Don't I'm not telling you who it's going to be, but I'm going to put over the tournament. Yeah. Uh, he's got his creamsicle suit on, so he's getting heat that way. He just knows how to like get a lot out of a very short window. He really does. He knows how to make the most out of like 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. and I think he knows his timing really well, too. Like, oh, 100%. If someone's like, you got 20 seconds, he'll be like, I'll nail that. I'll get it in 15. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and we're back with our main event. Jimmy Golden enters to Hard to Handle. Love that song. That's one of my most hated songs. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, the heel turn is confirmed. Oh, my What is it? I, I love that song. I hate it. Okay, okay, to be fair, like, I, my dad used to listen to, like, that, that kind of music all the time. So, like, I hear it all the time. Like, I just think of my dad. So. Whenever I hear it, it's one of those songs where it's like, when did this come out? It sounds like a song that's, like, time. Like, I, it could be from the 70s. It could be from, like, 2000. That's what makes it great. It's, it sounds timeless. It sounds terrible <laughs> in every year. Okay. Wow, we're going to have... So hard to handle now, remember, John? <laughs> Get out of my face. It's, it's a great song. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Golden still not wearing gold tights. Come on, Jimmy. Got the blues. The Got the, what is with the blues? Heels don't wear blue. Baby blue, too. I mean, you can wear navy. Yeah, you don't wear baby blue. All right, out comes Robert Gibson, still looking like a hobo. I'm, but the women loved this. They loved him, and his pants were great, dude. He had these like beautiful fringy pants that I, they look like Marafuji's pants, honestly. Yeah. Uh, they start wrestling, very very basic wrestling, but the fans are screaming for Robert Gibson. But okay, it's really basic. Yes. Old school wrestling, mm-hmm. but the. It's like intense. It's snug. Like they're they're snapping into yeah. their holds yeah. and stuff. I I like the intensity of it. I did it. too. Um, we get more shots of Granny in the crowd. She's she's really fired up for Robert Gibson. She is definitely one of those women that Jim Cornette talks about all the time that has a picture of the Rock and Roll Express up against the picture of Jesus. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Like An amazing moment here where Jimmy Golden grabs the hair of Robert Gibson and some bird in the in the crowd. Just screams, he's on his hair! <laughs> like, just out loud. Like, like that they, they, was murdering her family. <laughs> Scream. It's interesting, because you get these, especially with the rock and roll, well, I guess Gibson's the only guy we've seen, but the women, where you can hear one woman over the, the screams of other women, yeah. and they're just like this piercing, like, <laughs> save her! Like, <laughs> it was amazing. It's wild. Uh, another great spot. Jimmy Golden is, you know, got, got a stretch on Grabs the ropes and Granny does not approve. She is just up there yelling and screaming. Oh, man, I thought she was gonna come undone. I was. She was not. She's about to throw her hand first and her sewing kit and shake him. <laughs> it was amazing. This match was great just for the crowd, a hundred percent. Right. Oh yeah, and I was loving this match. I was like, this was easily the best match on the card so far. I was like. I was into it. It felt like a main event. Yep. The and it was nice to see these two guys that they clearly are, they know the style. They know the style and they click. And they know how to work the crowd. And For sure. Yeah. One thing I, that really bothers me though during this match is that they, the counter really trying to put over that Robert Gibson. He's trying to make it as a singles wrestler now and blah 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 blah. It's like okay, he's calling himself Rock and Roll Robert Gibson. They're talking about the Rock and Roll Express. Clearly, this guy is going to have Ricky Morton come in and be a team together, right? So why are they trying to put him over as a singles guy? It might, it might just be nitpicky right now. I think that you... I, I just don't think that what they did was an effective way to do it. Like, you can say... Like, he he's best known for his tag team work, but he is a hell Confidence. of an... Yeah, hell of an athlete and great wrestler yeah. in his own right, you know? Yeah. I just feel like they're trying way too hard to make it seem like this guy was going to be a singles wrestler for his entire Smoky Mountain run, just for me. And it's like, it, clearly it's not, it's not going to be the case, right? Right, right. Anyway, uh, Atomic Drop and Jimmy Golden goes to the floor. Out come the Russians, and the Ru- the Russians help uh, Jimmy take over. Where like They do like the classic, grab the foot, ref one strike, referee grabs the foot, trip, 
Well, you know, old as the hills, as they would say. Ruined, ruined the match for me. Yep. It was going along really good, and they just walked out, tripped him. Yep. What? Nothing. Didn't give me a second. Jimmy to... Golden takes over with a bearer hug. This one worked because Robert Gibson is significantly smaller than Jimmy Golden, and so and the crowd just starts chanting rock and roll, rock. It's like so, it worked. Yeah, but that was led by, by Granny. The, yeah, Granny. Rock and roll, rock and roll. She was at the original Woodstock. <laughs> she was about the same age. <laughs> uh, uh, really bad insecurity by Robert Gibson. Jimmy sold it like a half a second too late. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I was just impressed that I saw an insecurity. I was yeah, like, hey! Uh, Robert Gibson hits his bulldog, and the Russians run out and get the DQ, which are beating the hell out of them. Out come your boy, Tim Horner, and Timmy. Hector Guerrero. Which I'm like, oh, like Hector Guerrero? Is not the same Robert Gibson? Okay. I was happy to see both of them. Yeah. You know, save this segment, please. <laughs> yeah. So they run out the heels, and we go to commercial. And what do we get during the commercial? All four video packages again. The same ones. <laughs> the same exact ones. We had to sit and watch the same video package eight times in a one-hour television show. I don't care what wrestling promotion you are. If you show me the same clips eight times, I'm going to kill someone. It was brutal. It made me hate the idea of going to Tennessee. Yes. I hated it. Yes. I got a friend in Tennessee. I'm going to call him right now and tell him to go, to, like, I'm never coming to visit again. You need to uh, tell him to call his senator about this. <laughs> this should, you can't air this on television like this. In 92, you cannot air this on television. <laughs> yeah. uh, we come back. We got Brian Robert with, with Bob Cottle and Mr. Armstrong. Uh, Bob Armstrong is willing to... Look the other way if the baby faces want to team up with a bunch of guys to take on them dirty Russians and Jimmy Golden. Get a posse together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God damn. Okay. That was amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. So, they're there. They're basically acknowledging that the, heel, that the faces are going to start teaming up to uh, combat all these dirty heels. And they book Carl and Brian Lee for next week. And we are done. Well, but don't forget that Gibson did, he had his, uh, we got another Boomhauer promo, though. That <laughs> <laughs> was great, man. I skipped over these promos because there was, there was literally nothing of value, but if you want to want, turn back time and talk about Boomhauer, go right ahead. I was, I, I was on the edge of my seat. Anytime he's in picture and there's a microphone, I'm like, please let him talk. Please, please. And he's, I don't want to say one thing. <laughs> Jimmy Golden, you know what? I want to say one thing. Payback, is, heck, <laughs> Jimmy Golden won't be long. Payback. Is he, is Payback he, time, walks off. Is he, is he Boomhauer or Elvis? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, rock and roll, so there you go. Yeah, exactly. Oh, jeez. All right. And uh, did Brian say anything? I don't even remember if Brian said Yeah, he thanks Bob okay. uh, for his match with Styles. And then next week, Terry Gordy. Yes! Main event. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I think uh, Brian and uh, Carl are the main I thought that's what they said. Anyway, Whatever. Terry. Terry Gordy. He's the main event. Yes. Anyway. Anywhere. Okay. And we wrap up the show. Luke, what are your overall thoughts of the show? I did not. I hated this show. I This was the worst show. This really? Was absolutely the okay. worst show. Okay. I, I, it was more, I, it, I struggled to get through this one because the main event, I mean, I guess that's a weird place to start, but the main event was the match I was enjoying the most. And it got ruined. Everything before that, didn't really care for. There mm-hmm. was characters, you know, the yeah. the Dutch stuff was fun. Was Ron Wright is always a blast, mm-hmm. but the in ring stuff did nothing for me yeah. at all. I I, I agree. Work wise, this was one of the weaker episodes for sure. The main event was really good. It was a very good. That was showing us what Southern style wrestling can do, and doing it well. Um, but yeah, between Danny Davis being just generic 90s babyface number 20. Uh, Bob Holly not being Hollywood enough. Eight video packages of the same clips. Um, the the Carl's, the Carl match might have been the best segment of the night just because while I didn't enjoy, I didn't overall enjoy the match, it was effective in getting show what Carl can do in some regards. 
Dutch was entertaining on commentary, and the brawl afterwards was probably, was great. And maybe excited to see these guys lock up. I think you're probably right in that regard that that was the best segment because I did want to see what this big lug could do, and he did some impressive stuff. The match, like yeah. you said, wasn't great, but I don't think there's anything on the show that I would say go watch. Yeah, I'm. I, I would say maybe maybe the 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 Ron Wright promo was worth watching, um, and maybe Carl and, and, and Rena Riggs, I guess. And if you were, if you really want to watch Southern Star Wrestling, you just listen to a crowd go ape shit over. Very simple things, the main event. But even then, like the main event with that finish really was a letdown. Alright, yeah. I mean and the one thing is the crowd it was uh it was loud and stuff, mm-hmm. but the way it was filmed, I, I thought there was no one there. So yeah. it, it that did hurt it too. I, I I'm really I was really surprised when I was like, wait, there's two hundred and fifty people? That does not look like that many people in this Not movie. at all. But I mean, yeah. I I look forward but next week's gonna be better. It's gotta be Terry Gordy. I'm sure I'm hoping Horn Dog is going to be happy to be here again and <laughs> put on some a clinic, but this no no this did not do anything for me. Yeah, this was this was a very average show that did not have as many highlights as I could hope for. Next week can't disappoint though because Terry Gordy's going to wrestle. Right, and yeah. okay, uh, maybe I'm things are getting long here. Right? I'm getting long winded, but another thing, what is the deal with run-ins on every show? I thought that was a thing that. Like, I was of the understanding, like, that was a big okay. Russo thing that was bad. The, the the thought process behind it could be that with television, your job is to get the angles over and get people invested in the feuds, which then they'll pay to see the house show matches. The house shows are where the matches have the actual finishes. Television just to set up the angles and moving forward. That's kind of the old style. Now, the problem with that, though, is... It, you know, me as a viewer, I don't want to see these matches because I'm just like, well, every fucking week they get they get disqualifications or run-ins. Like, why would I want to pay money to see this when on television, when I'm watching for free, I'm not getting anything? Right, you've never proven to me that it's going to be a clean finish. Exactly. That's the problem I have with, like, this this philosophy about old-school booking where, you know, like, oh, well, that's the way you're supposed to do it. Like, well, yeah, but it just, be, you know, I used to shit my pants when I was a kid. doesn't mean I keep doing it. Like, you're supposed to. Yeah, it's just like, you know, like it's just, uh, that's that's really my problem, and that, that's a problem that I have like with so many people nowadays that talk about like, well, they do too much on free television. Like, why are they why are they doing it on television? When, you know, they should be making they be making people safer when they buy the pay per views. Like, that doesn't work. You got to get people invested in the stuff to show them. Like, hey, look how great this stuff is on free television. Imagine what we're going to give you on pay per view when you pay to watch it. And look what happens when. Like, it, it's not just Russo, too. Like, w, late 90s WCW and WWF yeah. both had run-ins and no finishes. Yeah. And what it says is that the the rules don't really matter. Right. They do, but they don't. Honestly, like, I, I, I would argue that, like, wrestling television shows, like, there were some good angles and stuff. But, like, for terms of wrestling matches, you probably have to... There's a few gems in there, obviously. Like... Famously, like, uh, Bret Hart and, and One Two Three Kid on Raw back in the day. But, like, honestly, till like, 96, 97, wrestling television was shit. As far as wrestling matches, you saw some good angles, some good promos, this and that. But not anything good wrestling-wise that was really worth going to watch, I feel. Right. And today's wrestling fan is much more sophisticated than that that yeah, crowd I mean, back I, was that. Uh, that 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 I, I think that's a lot of make it sound a little douchey by wrestling fans are more sophisticated nowadays. But like I think I think by and large that's true. Like if you go back and watch this show or a big WCW show or a WWF show, mm-hmm. most of the undercard guys, nobody really knows. They cheer especially like the cruiserweight division. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows who to cheer or whatever. They're there for the main eventers. Right. Right. But now the whole card. I want to see. People want to see the whole card. Right. There are people that love the, the, you know. Hey, there are people that like love the opener guys, and like they're like, I'm invested in these guys. So like, I got, I got, I get what you're saying, and like, yeah, it's like people, you know, people aren't just watching for the stars. Like, you know, yeah, famously, like when Vince took over the territories, like he was using the star power to like, like he he could book a crappy main of uh, card as long as Hogan was on the main event, everyone was happy right. because it was Hogan. But you don't have a Hogan in no. SMW, you know. No, you don't. So, it's cut a, the shit. <laughs> but it's my thing is yeah, it's like it's like we're trying to get to real wrestling and like well then have us see some wrestling, not run-ins, disqualification. How many weeks in a row has the main event been a disqualification? 
the opener, the first match disqualification, week one. Week three was Brian Lee Dutch. That was a disqualification. And last week was a was a oh a, was a run-in finish. So there you go. And then this week. So three out of the five weeks has been either a run-in or a disqualification finish. That is bad for your first week. And I understand. You want you want to get the angle over, so you use disqualifications, blah blah. It doesn't make good television. And that's what we're talking about. Good wrestling television that makes me want to keep watching. Exactly. And the thing is, is even today that we see a lot of run-ins in wrestling. A lot of times now, it doesn't affect the finish. No. A lot of times, they, they brawl, the good guys come out, they brawl, they brawl into the back, and we get a finish. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which, even then, I would agree, like, they need to stop doing that as much and just have clean wrestling. But, you know, you know, when you, when you, when you, when you, when you do Hollywood, you gotta do Hollywood. You know, you gotta make, make it fancy. But it is, it is what it is, but those, that was my gripe, and I ranted about it for I, about ten minutes. I, I feel like there's a, there's a legitimate discussion we could have someday about about like wrestling then versus wrestling now and like why one style you can't translate one style from from yesteryears into today and maybe we'll right and that's very true because obviously like it was russo that ruined this type of wrestling for me because if i go back and watch this i think of all the times that i watched russo matches when i was young yeah, yeah and the so the, it's predictable it's very so, it it's, it's, it's boring and it just makes it means that every match is i, I don't believe that there's any stakes Right, right. And when there's no stakes involved, why am I watching? And why am I going to pay? Exactly. All right. I think we've rambled on long enough. We probably pissed off a bunch of fans. That's fine, though. We're we're, we're, we're getting edgy. We'll try to be funnier. Yeah, we'll, try, we'll, we'll be funnier <laughs> next time. We'll, 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 you know, we need Pat Rose back. Bring back Pat Rose. Yes. We, that's the problem, was there? the show didn't have enough funny, just garbage, crappy wrestlers on it, yeah. and it didn't have anything awesome on it. And there's no Tim Warner. <laughs> that was the biggest part. I had a tease of Tim. <laughs> All right, Luke, send us home. All right, everybody. Thank you again for listening to another episode of On Top of Old Smokey, and we will talk to you again next week for episode six. For my good friend, Alex Khalil, I'm your good friend, Lukey. And remember, it's never a bad time.